Welcome to the latest edition of The Ruck, UCAF Rugby's podcast, where we try and get some uh, celebs from the UCAF single service rugby environment and talk about stuff that's ongoing and getting out there to our listening audience and our supporters. Today, I am pleased we have got three amigos from the men's side that took part in last year's International Defence Rugby World Cup. We have Dicko, Prigs and Scotty. Hi guys, how are you? Um, lovely, thank you, uh, Michael. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, yeah I'm, not... I'm good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, thanks, uh, Doc. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad that um, it's winter and um, you are wearing the appropriate attire, Ben. Um, just a, a, a quick one, guys. If you could, um, one at a time, if possible, um, starting uh, with with the uh, oldest, Ben. Um, what's your uh, your 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 background, Ben? Where are you working? Um, how many times have you played for the Navy uh, and uh, UCAF? Uh, hi, hi, Michael. Uh, I am uh, Ben Pretty, uh, leading physical training instructor, currently based out of RNS Colrose. Um, I have represented the uh, Royal Navy for 31 appearances uh, at cap level, and I'm not too sure how many UCAF caps I've got, actually, Doc. You probably know that, do um, Off the top of my head, Ben, I, I don't, but I know you've got a, a, a bit of stash. So um, I've got a few new ones and a few of the old ones, so I don't know what, what it all accounts to. Uh, I, I, I reckon you must be on about... Five, six caps, not include well, more than that, I suppose, if you take into consideration each game in the IDRC. So you'd be in double figures. Some boy. Does, does that Some sound boy. about right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I've got yeah, if you add the old CS caps, I don't know what there is all in total combined services yeah. and new cap. But I'm not too sure. Yeah, to be it's all fair. organization. All right. Well, um, welcome, Ben. And uh next, uh Dicko. Um, Thanks. How about you, mate? Hi, guys. Dicko here. Um, I'm a surveyor in the British Army. Uh, currently, a two six engineer regiment. Um, I represented the army's first team for about sixteen caps. Um, also played UCAF for about six or seven, I believe. And same as Prids, I played for the old um, CS team against the Barbers. I can remember that well, didn't yep. you? And uh, and then uh, and then lastly, uh, we have um, Scott, uh, the the youngest member of the uh, the team. But to look at him, you'd think he was the oldest <laughs> and the ugliest. Howling bit of apparatus, wow. isn't he? Wow! Thank you very much for that lovely introduction, Doc. Um, yeah, I am, as you say, Scott Makepeace. I am a aircraft engineering technician uh, based at RNAS Yeoverton in the Royal Navy. Uh, got eight caps for the navy and four for ucaf some of us take pride in knowing our numbers um as you can tell uh but i'm not as, as, you, as you've alluded to i'm not as experienced ah. as the old boys in this so <laughs> and and you're also the current navy uh captain as well oh uh, yeah i am um, lucky enough to hold that honor uh taking over from ben pretty some very big shoes to fill um but yeah i do currently hold that honor yeah no cheers cheers scott and and, and cheers guys for um for coming to uh, take part in uh, in this edition, um, obviously COVID 
has had a huge impact on everyone's rugby career. Um, how has it affected you guys, especially looking back, you know, last year's into service being um, being bounced? Um, obviously, for for myself, for the army, um, everything's pretty much come to a standstill. So um, I was unlucky enough not to be involved last year due to a um, leg break. Um, and I come back into the squad and uh, everything stops. So it's a bit of a gutter for me because obviously I've, I'll miss two years now um, rather than the one. Um, as I said, I was lucky enough to go on the UCAF tour last year. Uh, but, yeah. And again, come rolling into this season, like every sport within the army has stopped pretty much as in um, all core competitions, regimental competitions, and obviously the army senior team. Um but along with that, obviously, I signed for Pontypridd this year in the Welsh Prem, and that's a non-start at the moment either. So, um, cash money, that isn't it? It's it's a bit of a nightmare at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of retainers flying about there, I reckon. <laughs> is is that, is that on a grass pitch, Pontypridd? No, it's the, it's the new four G. New four G. Um, new four G pitch. Your knees won't be able to cope with that, Dick, are they? Oh, no, I think. I think... <laughs> I think I got a season or two left in me, and that's it. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is a, 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 a pity, Dicko. When did you um? When did you on how did you break your leg? Um, so I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to go down to Harlequins and play in the A League game. Um, the week before, I played against Bath. Um, played yeah. well. Um, they invited me back down for the second game. Um, I started against Saracens down on Allianz Park. And um, I remember I took the ball, uh, made like sort of like a half break, went to try and put a pass over the top. And as I did, I was getting scragged out from behind. And then someone else came in from the other side and just uh, broke my tib and fib. So I, I had two fractured in, two clean fractures in my fib and a fracture in my tib. I do have a plate, two pins, a screw for in. I, I I knew I knew you'd broken it, and obviously when we were in Japan, yeah, yeah, I, had to, um, I was going to say, Doc, you had to bring that up. You t- said about it every day in Japan. Didn't stop going on about it. And now you're making him spin the dit again. <laughs> well, I just just thought the audience would like to to hear that because you know he's now going back to an all uh, an Astro pitch or a four G pitch. So uh, you be careful on that on that on yeah, that pitch. Ah, just fine. You mention it, of course. <laughs> What about um? What about you, Scott? What what what's happening with you with your um civvy rugby and? Uh, oh, it's it's and... pretty much very similar to Dicko's situation, really, in the sense of, um, obviously with the new RFU guidelines, anything below uh, tier three and below. So I'm currently signed at Plymouth Albion, so anything tier three and below has been completely cancelled this year. So I haven't touched personally. I haven't touched a uh, rugby ball since uh, the Navy camp finished in, I believe, was it March? So. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been pretty. Same within the navy, it's just complete standstill, um, and just just nothing really now. It's it's a bit of a downer, as, as Dicko said. This this year got cancelled. He was unlucky, unlucky enough not to play in the year before, but it's a massive part of our naval, uh, our military career being able to play them, do that camp, and we worked hard for it all year round. And then it comes to it, and not being not being able to play it now, the next one potentially on the line as well. It, it, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty. Uh, all the boys are in a pretty down down place at the minute regarding it, but. It's just a hold out and see now, I suppose. Did well, um, obviously with the uh, RFU rules saying you know championship and above that can go on. Will um, do you know if Albion will be taking part in any sort of like regional sort of 
competitions um, there, or games? Have they there was some planned? talk about um, a, a, a cup that was going to be introduced, but it's all gone a bit quiet over the comms at the minute. And I don't think anybody's particularly sure what's going on with it. Um, and I believe that probably spreads a lot across all levels. And I know, um, like a lot of clubs, they're, they're desperately trying to get back up and running uh, financially. And the boys just want to get back playing. But it's just, as you said, unprecedented. No one really knows what's going on. So I'm just waiting to hear out and when we can get back get back to a bit, bit of normality, yeah. really. No, I'm looking forward to coming to, to watch, um, watch you guys play, especially for your single services, because um, I get a good flavour of, where you are and, and etc. you know. So, um, Prids, what about you now that you're not on your ship and you're, you're a landlubber? Where, um, where are you playing or are you player coaching or what are you doing now? Prids? He's gone to get changed, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Old boys fell asleep, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, I, was, I was having a nap there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Did, yeah, Prids. What about what about you? What are you doing, Civvy rugby wise? Are you um playing? Got a side of it or? as well. So I'm not obviously getting any younger. So looking at potentially retiring soon from rugby. Rugby gets back on track. So it's just just finding some form uh, after a long old stint. So good to finish it off properly. But who knows if that will ever happen. So, so uh, are you announcing formally this could be your sort of like testimonial year? Uh, well, I think uh, Navy Rugby is probably going to be my last year, the one that we just had, um, potentially as a player. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what what will happen now, if we could get it back up and running. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll do one more season, potentially, but the, uh, the body ain't getting any younger. Michael? <laughs> no. <laughs> and this, and this, is the real, this is the real shame, Doc, is the fact that like players like, like Prince that have put so much into, I know there'll be lads in the army and RF as exactly the saying that have put so much into single service yeah. sport that can't have that swan song, so to speak. And it's happening throughout the whole rugby community that people can't have this last game. But uh, as Prince said, I think it's a uh, credit to him if we can get one more season in and he can have that final, uh, final game, definitely. And uh, it'd probably yeah, be well, Dicko's last game as well. He'd be battle, <laughs> battle of the boys, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this space. Um, I, I mean, I, I would just like to, to say that that we are obviously, as, as UCAF, we're looking to play a game after the in-services next year, if it goes ahead, um, in May, in, in London. Um, then you to be confirmed. But it would be, I mean, I don't have any sway in picking the sides, as you know, um, but it would be nice... Um, to think that we could say goodbye properly to you know players that have put so much into service rugby uh, and finish with a nice swan song. So um, yeah, no no pressure for you, Paco, when you pick your side there. Um, yeah, what what are you going to do coaching wise then, Ben? Is it just strength and conditioning down down in in the southwest, or uh, just, is it just an aspiration? Uh, just uh, just dropping in dropping into it a little bit at the moment, just seeing. Just dipping my toe in the water, trying to play a bit um, and trying to just help out and get involved a little bit. But obviously at the moment it's quite quite difficult with not a lot of rugby getting played or trained. Are you doing personal development plans in for, for players that 
from your local club or Navy players or, or what? Uh, well, at the moment, um, I'm just sending out uh, like running uh, fitness sessions that people can do during lockdown for the boys that can get themselves to a rugby pitch. Uh, so they'll be doing that. All right. <laughs> Are you doing much of that, Dicko? Um, Dicko well, don't run. No, to be fair, obviously, like other than um, between work and that kind of stuff, we, we sort of fit things in here and there. But like for me personally, I found it quite difficult that because we don't know a start date, then we don't know how long a pre-season is going to yeah. be. We don't know if we're not starting until next September or, or what's happening. Um, so there's a guy uh, back in Wales, Craig Hawkins at the moment. And sort of a few of us have just been doing sessions with him online in the mornings. Um, but um, right. it, yeah, again, like as we said, because we don't know what's happening, we haven't given if we were given a date saying, Look, we can start in January, then at least we've got something to aim for at the moment. Like back in Wales, I don't know obviously what's happening with um, army rugby, and um, as you've heard from Scott, that um, rugby in England from level three down won't be played this year. It's so difficult to get mm-hmm. sort of into the swing of things. So, like normally, you'd be doing your sessions each week. Um, I'd go kick in. I'd make sure I go kick in every week. I can sort of just keep on top of everything. But because, like, yeah. you, you just don't know what's happening or when the start day is going to happen. It's just trying to get back into the swing of things. Then, really, enough. Yeah, no, no, definitely. What one one thing that um I was speaking to Scott earlier on, talking about you know. Covid in the in the in the current situation, um, and and some of the stuff that he's he's been doing. One one thing that is coming to light is is the well being of the players. That have how have you mentally found that? Um, anybody want to speak about it? Uh, uh, mentally, I, I so personally, I, I I'm lucky enough. I haven't really been affected, but I have noticed that. Um, throughout the season or even when I had my time off my leg trying to do rehab all the time sort of the body just sort of breaks down with you like you like I've been unfortunate enough to have two ACLs my leg it's just you know all the sort of I've been playing army rugby since I was 16 um, and the season yeah. just has, has a lot of effect on you so during this period, I've been lucky enough to obviously body take a break, and I feel sort of a lot better for it. Um, on that kind of aspect, so it's it's been good. But obviously, on the other aspects, everyone just wants to come back and play. And within the yeah. rugby community, after this period, we're probably going to find a lot of people have just sort of knocked on the head and just forgot about rugby. Well, that'll be it. Yeah, well, that'll be a huge pity. It is sad because obviously it's going on for so long now that we're going to miss a lot of lot of quality players in that time, and and a lot of kids coming up through as well that are just going to just go and do other stuff. I suppose the next generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've I've been listening to some of the uh, the podcasts from Wales, and they they were talking about that the next generation will be missed. Um, ben, how are you? You know because you. You are a, a bright star in a in a dull night on uh, on on the rugby field and socially as well within the rugby community. How how are you coping and, and are you still in contact with the players and you know still keeping them all chipper? Um, well, the navy navy boys. Yeah, um, 
I was keeping in touch with quite a lot of them. Uh, to be fair, the uh, communications um, with the Navy lads have been quite quiet, to be fair, at the moment. Um, usually it's usually it's usually pumping and we're all talking a lot, but at the moment we probably have had a bit of a quiet, quiet period and no one really knows what's happening. Um, usually we get like strength and conditioning guidance from our SNC coaches and stuff like that, but no one really knows what is happening at the moment. So it is a bit of a quiet front and we obviously don't know what's going to happen next year. If they're going to play some inner services in some kind of form, um, but we, yeah, so we're just in the dark with everything. So the communication sort of side of it has been quite, quite quiet um, compared to recent times. Usually, this sort of time is when we start talking back up, preparing for after Christmas um, to get it all up and going. So yeah, it has been a, a bit quiet, quieter than usual. Uh, well, hopefully that that will um, kick in after Christmas. And and I don't know, you said Scott as well that. Um, you haven't picked up a ball since the end of the Navy camp, but you've um you've been flat out as well at work. Um, uh, you know, like you said earlier on uh, off air, uh, in support of of COVID. What what have you been um up to if you're able to? Um, to yeah, tell us? like like the boy said, it, it's we've been pretty in the dark regarding sports, so it's been very very just work work work. And I know my squadron in particular has been very flat out. Uh, we haven't had any time off really. We did a bit of week on week off. I'm not really sure what I'm, what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not, but um, so yeah. but it's been pretty much full full on from then on, and um, there's been a lot of due to ours being a training squadron, a lot of uh, pilots need to be trained, so aircraft need to be turned over and serviced as much as they can be. So it's very very weird, like within the chicken coop of what is the the base, nothing nothing really has changed. There's obviously now more strict um, COVID um, regulations, i.e. distancing, and everything's kept as as safe as it can be but in a working environment and then all of a sudden you step outside and it's like a complete different world everyone's like got masks on and it it's very very strange because you go from this place where work continues as normal to an extent to then going outside and it's it's not normal in the slightest it's, it's very very strange but so yeah we've been we've been all hands to the pump in a, in a sense since it since it must since... be our, quite hard for you at the moment sky <laughs> you probably expect you're probably expected to wash, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough, tough times. Um, yeah, but but um, you know the the, the helicopters and the, and this is uh, something that isn't really seen, I suppose, by the general public is just how much work the uh, the squadrons have been doing in in shuffling stuff around, especially in those early days around the UK PPE and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So now I take my Thank heart off to I do work hard, Doc, and, obviously. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, just if, if it's possible, guys, uh, for the sort of like the, the last sort of uh, bit of the um, the show, just um, IDRC, uh, you, obviously it was the first time that UCAF had put a side out uh, into the IDRC. What, what was your most memorable parts um, of going out to Japan? Um, Ben, any, anything from you? Uh, uh, to be fair, mineral parts. It was it was good. It was good to, I say, the good the mix between us, the RAF boys and the Army boys. It was good to get to know uh, the lads that we would usually be playing against, and obviously dislike for large parts of a, a rugby season. Um, so it was good to actually get to know them and mingle uh, 
for like probably three to four weeks in a different environment. Um, I would say is one of the, the main highlights of the tour in general. And a- any particular games stand out for you? Uh, it was quite nice, uh, probably beating the French. Um, so you got a bit bit scrappy and rough, uh, which it always does against them. But that was that was a good highlight to beat them. Um, so wow, considering um, and obviously then the final against Fiji uh, was a highlight. Um, obviously disappointed that we lost. Uh, but it was a, a massive test and we were playing against some very, very good players. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I would um, back you up on that that, that French game. I, I don't think I've, ne- I've ever seen uh, so many gouge, gouged eyes <laughs> in, in one game in my life. So, yeah, interesting. Um, Dicko, what, what about you? What, what, what was your, you know, your... Memories of um, of uh, Japan and being cooped up in that hotel so, for two um, weeks. Obviously, the French one um, for me was a big one. I thought um, obviously the win and how the boys performed in that game, even like the pressure we had on us, um, was top notch. To be fair, um, again, obviously the, the opening ceremony was pretty special. Um, fair play to them that they sort of they they dug out blind with obviously what they put on for us. The, with the entertainment and um, yeah, that, it, was, it was nice to be there and, and in that environment. Um, and another one on like off off the note is uh, probably taking Prid's undefeated record in wrestling. Um, <laughs> I heard that he was a bit of a corner yeah. champion, and um, yeah, he came unstuck, didn't he? <laughs> we had a dodgy referee, and I felt sorry for him. <laughs> 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 what about you, um, Scott? Uh, what What was your um takeaway uh, memory? Of, oh well, of, uh, it's Japan? slightly different for me to the other two because it was my first U Cup experience. So the whole the whole um get, get my first cap against the Georgians and beating them convincingly was a, was a special moment. It's something that I wanted to do since I joined up was get my U Cup cap. So that was an amazing feeling. Um, but yeah, going back to that that French game, it's it's always there. Uh, it's always lively to say the least, and uh, I'm not. I'm not just saying this because he's on the phone. But every time you're getting up from a rock and you've got Dicko pinning them back in the corners, his kicking game that day was unbelievable. And as a forward to be seeing somebody kick 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 the other team around the field like that, and you're just putting them back on their five meter every time, their heads starting to fall off. It was just amazing to see, and you could see us grinding them down uh, between him and Gareth Reese and number nine. They absolutely just tore them apart, and it was so good to see the game unwind and know that we're going to make it through to a final. But uh, but yeah, and then just touching on what Ben said in regards, like we met, as Ben said, you you play against these lads <clears> and you you meant you meant to hate them all year round, and then all of a sudden we're on we're going out and having a few beers and enjoying enjoying victories with them, and uh, we made some good friends, and it was a really really good experience, a special experience for me being first time in the UCAF shirt as well. Well, that, that that's really um really pleasing to know because that that's you know ultimately. What what the UCAF experience is supposed to be? It's about creating lasting memories and forging relationships. Yeah, you can hate each other um, for nine months of the year, and then that sort of one game that we get together, um, it all goes by the by. So that that's that's really pleasing. What what was really pleasing from from uh, you know my side was how you all 
came together so quickly. Um, and the banter, you know, the, there was no real inter-rivalry. Everybody stuck up for everybody and, uh, yeah, really commendable. Um, I think it's the only time I've ever seen Ken, Big Ken, punched and he just took it in front of the, the touch judge <laughs> and the referee didn't do anything. That was just amazing. I do remember cacking but, um, yeah. Big Kenny down in, in the uh, Tokyo Tower. That was a, a plus <laughs> side of mine, actually. Oh, I like that. That was a sight for all to see, wasn't it? I <laughs> yeah. on the video. It was, um, yeah, and obviously um, we visited a lot of places and... Uh, Took some good and, photos in nice places, that and, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, no media no bad media coverage is good coverage something something like that but um yeah no it was an experience uh and then obviously um as uh as, as UCAF we're trying to raise the game from playing where we were um two years ago to like rugby for heroes last year how how did you um find that obviously you you had to go back to see Ben didn't you yeah as soon, as soon as I landed I so you can uh was home for about Six days and then flew flew out to Miami to join my ship in America. So I didn't have have long. Oh, it. No, I. And then <laughs> then I was at sea for like life. six weeks. So you know, just keeping the the navy fit to fight and everything. <laughs> <laughs> performing my job role to the highest standard. And and. and... Uh, what about you, Dicko and, and Scott? How did how did you find the um, rugby for heroes game? Yeah, it was like um, it was quite a strange one. Obviously, um, throughout my time in the army, um, UCAF has always been sort of once a year. Um, so then, yeah, to go away for such a long period of time with the squad, come back, have a few weeks off, and then straight back into it. Um, it, it was it was unique for a UCAF year anyway. And um, I thought um, it, it was, well, it was pretty much, obviously, as we left off with Japan, the boys come back together and and it was exactly the same vibe, really. Um, what, what about the level of opposition playing some of those old past international players? like? Tom yeah, was, uh, I, I thought it was a, a really good day. It was obviously very open. Uh, the referee allowed the game to play. It, it was obviously a really, really uh, poor day weather-wise. So it was more of a spectacle um yeah, I mean, it was a, to share the field with some of the players that are on the opposite team is obviously something, as a as you alluded to earlier, I might look old, but I'm still only quite young. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's a special thing. And um, I know Apo Sitala from the, from the, uh, from the, the, the Rugby of Heroes side he used to play down at the Neaton for a bit. So I knew him from playing at the Neaton. Uh, and yeah, so to play against him was nice. And um, so yeah, it was... Um, it was a special day, really, and and to win to win with the last players we did was is always a nice nice feeling. Um, so yeah, it was it was a special day. Spe- yeah, definitely. Especially in the last minute of the game, that was pretty uh, spectacular. Definitely. Um, well, guys, you know, I know before maybe the standard of opposition wasn't the best. We sort of lost our way after playing the Barbars and your first game. Dicko, but um, yeah, that that's that's the intent is to make sure that the opposition is befitting to the level that 
that we uh, you know, aspire to be at at UCAF. And, you know, I've reached out to, um, through Sam Matavesi to, you know, Fiji when they're over um, in the future, maybe playing their midweek side, you know, the players that aren't getting the game on the Saturday, you know, that sort of level so that we can get the best opposition Your best players out there. Yeah, I say the, the World Cup finals are hard enough against the Forces Virginia team. I don't know about playing the national side, Doc. <laughs> Your man, Briggs. <laughs> well, it'd be not, not their, obviously their Saturday side, but the players that, that aren't getting onto the park. Oh, yeah, all, the, all these players that Georgia. trying to prove a point, you mean? Yeah, you? and the second yeah, tier nation. <laughs> yeah, great. great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it but it goes back to what to what CS used to do, you know, when they played against New Zealand down at the wreck in, in Plymouth all those years ago. And you know, yeah, it's it's a close fought competition on you know, and any 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 side can win on the day because like it's just the way that you know that I'd like to aspire that we, we reach out at all levels, the women, uh, the men. And um, we get the best opposition for well, luckily, we're covered well. in insurance, so. aren't we, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> get the fixture going. <laughs> Cash money in I'm, I'm just saying, Ben, you know. <laughs> Army compensation. We have a nightmare. <laughs> what happened to all these players? Well, the director of rugby organised a game against the Virginia national team. <laughs> Everyone's rocking up in brand new cars all of a sudden. I'm sure you'd be okay. <laughs> Veterans UK. They would, they would, yeah. they would, they would, yeah, they would, they were dropped no, no, no. from the uh, the Nations Cup. So we've decided to give them a trial against the UCAF team and they obviously had something to prove. Brilliant. Cheers, Michael. <laughs> Not the first the team, then, obviously. <laughs> Wait, bring them in the 60s, we'll have a game. Um, have, you, have, you... <laughs> have you... Oh, God, you're losing my train of thought. Um, well, I'm just saying that that's what we aspire to do. Because then, then we would also be able to hopefully then get some of our um, premiership players uh, into the uh, the reckoning as, as well. But um, yeah, we're working on loads of different options. I can uh, I can assure you, um, especially with our few one fifty uh, next year coming up. So hopefully everyone would have had their inoculation, and uh, we'll we'll be um proceeding through the single services to get to get back onto the paddock. Um, right. Um, I really can't thank you guys enough for taking time uh, in your busy work day. Um. From from me and all our sponsors uh, and executive members, thank you very much for all your your effort during uh, during the IDRC. Um, you were um, to a man ambassadors for your single service sides and uh, and you, Catherine, and the whole of the military. So um, thanks from me. Uh, I won't forget. The uh, the sing songs and um, the French song that we can't sing now, unfortunately, because I'll get whacked. But um, if you've got any 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 closing uh, thoughts, just uh, thank you, away. thank you for inviting us to 
have a podcast doc um i just had ben chambers text me he just sends his apologies that he couldn't make it today he's got a yeast infection <laughs> um, <laughs> so but he said that he uh pencil him in he's ready for the next podcast he's definitely keen uh and he's got a really good insight and some stuff and his rugby knowledge is unbelievable so he'll be definitely keen to do in your next episode doc but he's just sent his apologies (laughs) (laughs) yeah just for for me doc Uh, uh, again thanks for thanks for inviting me uh along and thanks for bringing in the like for like for ben chambers obviously on looks um I'm glad to have filled them boots. So uh, yeah, but cheers for having us, Doc. It's been uh, it's been good and good to catch up with uh, Prids and Dicko as well. Hope you're well, boys. Yeah, cheers, Doc. I uh, appreciate obviously um, bringing me on and uh, and taking the time up to do obviously this podcast. Um, as I said, whenever I see Priddy uh, come through on my phone, it's enough to give anyone depression. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to be in a conversation with not only us two. <laughs> Uh, uh, well guys all I can say is um, thanks a lot once again for everything that you do for single service sport uh, and also uh, UCAF rugby Um, most importantly stay positive um, during these uh, these weird times but negative is the uh, is the way we like to use that stay safe keep your family safe and um hopefully uh, see you uh, the other side of Christmas to all the audience uh, that will tune into the podcast stay safe Um, we look forward to seeing you in the future Uh, to all our sponsors at UCAF thank you very much for your continued support in this pleasant um, present climate Uh, and um, to everybody else out there stay safe and uh, speak to you soon Bye-bye.